Welcome to the PBO Podcast, Politics and Brown Liquor. Your host here, E. Vanderbilt, with his trusted canine sidekick, Woody, where we bring you the news raw, unfiltered, and with no chaser. And welcome to another episode of the PBO Podcast, Politics and Brown Liquor. E. Vanderbilt here with his trusted canine co-host, Woody. Woody, how you doing, buddy? Woody says, woof, ladies and gentlemen. And Woody says, wow, what an amazing day. To be alive. What an amazing day to be part of history. Yesterday, Amy Coney Barrett was confirmed and is now a sitting Supreme Court justice. She is on the bench. We have nine Supreme Court justices and right before an election, which is a beautiful thing. And of course, I'm going to get into it in a little bit. The left is having a complete meltdown. But let's talk about Amy Coney Barrett and the significance of this, because this is huge. I mean, if there's anything that is lasting out of Donald J. Trump's presidency, it is his judicial appointments, not just Amy Coney Barrett, but the over 200 uh, justices he's put on uh, local courts and two other Supreme Court justices. So, but we have now what I believe it's just a phenomenal pick. And, you know, here, here's what's important about this pick is we now have a court that has, you know, uh, some argue, a 6-3 advantage to constitutionalism. Notice I didn't say conservatism. Now, some would say a 5-4 because um, John Roberts often sides with the left. And here's why it's important. Th- this is absolutely a phenomenal a phenomenal event. This is probably the biggest achievement in Donald Trump's presidency. It's it's putting constitutionalists on the court. And now here's what I mean by that. I, I heard an interview a number of weeks ago with Ted Cruz, senator out of Texas, and he wrote a book and I'm, I'm, I'm at a loss of what the book is. I think it's plus one, something along the titles. But the idea of his, his book is that we've always had these five, four courts, and there's always been a one vote difference for constitutional ideas. So the Constitution of the United States is the supreme law of the land. And so the Supreme Court justices are there as the death defining deciding factor the final deciding factor when laws or challenges or policies or challenges in the court so what ted cruz went on to say in this interview that I, I i read and it's in his book as well is that the left are spot on in picking their justices they are spot on in picking their justices meaning that when they pick a justice that justice overwhelmingly follows the leftist dogma. Overwhelmingly, that justice who a leftist like a Barack Obama, a Bill Clinton, have all selected follow along with the left. They always do. In the history of the Supreme Court, the left has done a phenomenal job at picking justices that will do their bidding and that will align with their ideology. Whereas the right, conservatives, Republicans, have done a lousy job because Republicans tend to pick constitutionalists because that's the idea. So the Republicans are doing the right thing. They're picking a justice that will best interpret the Constitution of the United States of America. Now, Amy Coney Barrett is a strong constitutionalist. If you read anything about her writings and her um, uh, decisions, 
She's a solid, solid constitutionalist. In fact, so solid, I didn't think Trump was going to pick her. I thought he was going to go with a safer bet. There was a judge in Miami, female as well, that I thought he was going to go with because it would have shorn up the vote in Florida, but he didn't. He went with the most solid pick that was on his list. Uh, Amy Coney Barrett is an absolutely wonderful pick, and we should be grateful that she is on the court. Having her on the court gives the court a 5-4 majority when it comes to conservative constitutional decisions. Now, it really should be a 6-3, but John Roberts John Roberts is wishy-washy. He, uh, we have the Affordable Care Act because of John Roberts. He actually twisted the wording and <coughs> he actually turned the Affordable Care Act into a tax, argue that it was a tax just so it could get passed because outside of it being a tax, it was unconstitutional. So, you know, but John Roberts sometimes has sided with the right as well. So I guess he's our new uh, Justice Kennedy, who's one appointed by Reagan, who also sided a lot of times with the left. You never know when you appoint a constitutionalist and you, you want them to interpret the Constitution, they could turn into like a Justice Kennedy. Again, famously, Justice Kennedy, I believe it was Reagan that appointed Justice Kennedy. And Justice Kennedy sided with the left a lot. I mean, a lot. So this this pick, though, I don't think we're going to have. Yeah, it was appointed by Reagan in 1988, Anthony Kennedy. So this pick, I don't think we're going to have that issue with. So we have now on the court a solid 5-4, an iffy 6-3. That is a good position to be in if you are a constitutionalist. I'm not going right or left here. I'm just, this is not about right or left. This is about having justices on the Supreme Court that will interpret the Constitution as it was written. Because the left, they change the interpretations all the time. I mean, just look at the word racist. They've changed the interpretation of racist. You look at the word of preference, sexual preference. The word preference, they just changed the meaning of. And Merriam-Webster Dictionary actually went along with them. So this is what the left does. So they appoint judges all the time that will align with their leftist ideology. So now we've got a solid 5-4, a iffy 6-3, and man, the, the significance of that is generational. This, we, this, this court will be a solid constitutional court for a generation, maybe two. This is a huge, huge deal. I mean, big, because the left, what they can't win at the ballot box, they've been trying to use the courts to overturn laws to go, the, the, to go their way. Well, now that the Supreme Court is a solid 5-4 and iffy 6-3, this is huge. It, it pulls a rug right out from under the Democrats. And make no mistake about it, that, that is the reason why the Democrats wanted Amy Coney Barrett's nomination pulled. That was their fight against her. It wasn't because of her. It wasn't even because she was a constitutionalist. <clears throat> Partly it was, but mainly it was because they knew. They knew if she got in that this would hurt them for decades, if not generations. This, this is a huge blow to the left. I mean, a monstrous blow to the left. And it is a beautiful thing.
absolutely beautiful thing. Now, this is the concern. The left are now wounded. They're wounded animals. And if you know anything about animals in the wild, if you, find, you come across a wounded animal, they are going to attack you. They're going to, be, um, they're going to do whatever they can to get out of this bad situation. A wounded animal is a very dangerous animal. So we now have that with the Democrat Party. They are, they've been wounded for, gosh, going on four years now with the election of Donald J. Trump. They, and look at how they've reacted these last four years under this president. Now this happens? Oh, man. The left, they are angry. They are angry. And if we lose the Senate, I guarantee you they will impeach Trump. If Trump, here, here's scenarios. There's, it's very slim possibility, uh, slim to none and slim just to left the room, as the saying goes, that the Republicans will win back the House of Representatives. It's, it's, it's such a huge hurdle. And, there's a, and I'm not going to get into numbers on that, but I am going to do some polling numbers in another segment. But there's also talk that they may even lose some House seats. So there's very, very little chance the Republicans will win back the House of Representatives. I could be wrong. There, so there, there are a lot of people out there that believe this is a landslide election. I don't think so. I, I've been saying this for a while. This is an election that's going to be won on the margins. This is not going to be a landslide. Now, if I'm wrong, absolutely wonderful. I hope I am. I will gladly eat my shoe if I'm wrong. And this is an absolute landslide for President Trump. Now, again, I'm going to get into polling numbers in the next segment, but I don't believe this is a landslide. So I don't believe that the um, Republicans are going to win back the House of Representatives. Then you go over to the Senate. I do believe they're going to retain the Senate, but I think we're going to lose one seat. And I'm going to explain that too in the other segment. So if we do lose the Senate the, and President Trump is reelected, they will impeach him and he will be removed. In fact, they're probably, knowing the Democrats, how wounded they are right now, they're probably going to try to impeach Trump anyway, even with the Republican Senate. So you can bank that. It's, it's going to be completely meaningless. They'll probably try to impeach him just for winning the election. That's pretty much what they did last time. And if you look at what they did last time, they impeached him over something Joe Biden did. Yeah, think about that. Joe Biden, actually, they impeached President, President Trump for... Uh, Whatever it is, I'm not even sure what he did wrong, what they were saying. They say they were saying that he was going after Biden, I guess, but totally trumped up charges, no pun intended. And but Biden turns out just might as well might have done what they they said President Trump was doing. But I digress. I don't want to get into that. So they will impeach him. Now, if he loses the election and Biden wins and we retain the Senate, then you know what's not not a lot's gonna happen. Because there's, that's called the balance of power. Now, if the Democrats retain the House, win the Senate, and the presidency, well, <clears throat> then they will enact all this crazy talk that they've been talking about. Because what they've been talking about is packing the court. They're angry. And if they win all levers of power, all branches of government in this election, there's no telling what the left are going to be, what they're going to do, because they now just lost the judiciary. They just lost the Supreme Court. And that's a huge loss for them. I mean, I don't, it's hard to convey just how big of a loss it is for them, because what they needed was a Supreme Court to enact their policies, their socialism, their communism ideals, because make no mistake about it, they are leaning toward communism. I mean, the left would love nothing more than to have absolutely control over you with a boot on your neck. For example, Robert Wright, 
former, um, uh, I don't know, economic guy for Clinton, right? He was in the Clinton cabinet. Robert Wright said if Biden wins, then they should purge all Trump supporters and set up show trials. Now think about that. That's fascism. Now, I, I know, you know, I said communism, fascism, they're very much alike. Fascists hate communists. Communists hate fascism because the communists don't think the fascism people take it too far. And the fascism people think the communism people take it a little too far. And I said just a little because the big difference is ownership of industry. Fascists control it, but they don't want to own it. Communists want to control it and own it. And you get doled out the scraps. But at least in fa under a fascist regime like Mussolini's uh, Italy and Hitler's Germany, at least you can go find a job and earn an income higher than the next guy. In communism, all bets are off. You're screwed. So that's why they hate each other. That's why you, you hear these kids running around, Antifa, anti-fascist, anti-fascist. Anti-fascism is good, right? Well, not if you're a communist going after fascists. Then it's just as bad, if not worse, because if you're a communist like these, anti, these Antifa kids are, uh, and you go after fascists and you squash them, now you go after the capitalists and control them. That's the idea. So anyway, this is a huge, huge win for the Constitution of the United States of America. So let's go over what's going to happen. We got a lot of stuff that's going to happen with the Supreme Court here coming up shortly. Actually, one very significant case. Before I get to that, uh, the reaction from the left. Oh, my gosh. And these are politicians. Here, this is just a, a – I'll put this in my show notes. It's from a Yahoo article, believe it or not. Couldn't believe I found this on Yahoo. Is uh, Many progressive politicians stated that the appointment and Barrett's views on topics such as Affordable Care Act and Roe v. Wade go against what the majority of Americans want. Some called the quickie confirmation an abuse of power. Absolutely ridiculous. Here's what Kirsten Gillibrand is. If you don't know who she is, who cares? Because she's no longer positive. She tried to run for presidency and lost. Actually, she's a senator in New York, replaced Hillary Clinton. She says, or tweeted, I am frustrated and frankly very angry. It did not have to be this way. By rushing to confirm the Supreme Court nominee, Senate Republicans openly and unapologetically defied the will of the American people, all to further their extreme conservative agenda. Absolute nonsense. <clears throat> President Trump abided by the Constitution. It is written in the Constitution what this process looks like, and he abided by the process. It is absolutely 100% constitutional, and it was the will of the people because the people elected President Trump. They also elected a majority Senate. So just because the timing didn't work well for the Democrats doesn't mean that they defied the will of the American people. It's a nonsense rhetoric and don't fall for it. Congressman uh, Raha Krishnamurthy, I don't know how you say the name, by jamming through this confirmation process prior to the election, the president and Republican senators have ignored the will of the majority of Americans while putting the health care uh, of more than 100 million of them at risk. So see that will of American people? They're going to be blasting that one um, probably through the end of whatever if trump wins the second term the end of the second term you'll never never not hear that while trump is president of the united states uh this one from uh the feckless kamala harris uh, should i do a kamala voice 
I don't know if I can do it. I don't, I don't know if my voice is deep enough. Today, Republicans denied the will of the American people. There it is again, by confirming a Supreme Court justice through an illegitimate process. Nope, not at all, Kamala. All in their effort to gut the Affordable Care Act and strip health care from millions with pre-existing conditions. Nothing has been done on the health care, the ACA, nothing. But this is what they want you to believe, all in an effort to gut the ACA. So, and then she ended her tweet, we won't forget this. Ooh, an empty threat from Kamala Harris. And this from Elizabeth Warren. And by the way, Elizabeth Warren, she, since Kamala Harris had one tweet, Elizabeth, she's got to up the ante up and go two tweets. Here's Elizabeth Warren fake Indian that she is. This is a dark day, but it's important to remember why Republicans fought so hard to steal this Supreme Court seat. They realized the truth that shakes them to their core. The American people are not on their side, and we'll keep fighting until we take our democracy back. Isn't she wanting to be the wolf or what in this, this picture? Remember, a democracy, two wolves in a sheet deciding what's for dinner. Warren wants to be a wolf. Yeah, yeah, an Indian wolf, but a wolf. So it's a dark day. Oh, this is so bleak. I mean, gosh, I, now I'm frothing angry. If I'm a leftist now, I'm, I'm frothing angry, frothing angry, frothing angry. They realize it shakes them to their core. What the hell is she talking about? But again, Warren, fake Indian Warren, fake wolf Indian Warren. Maybe her Indian name should be like, you know, fake wolf. Anyway, her second tweet, because she had to have two, because Kamala had one. Uh, the Republicans are popping champagne tonight to celebrate how they for this is her writing this celebrate how they for shoved aside the wishes of the American people to steal, steal the Supreme Court seat and impose their radical agenda on the country, an agenda most Americans don't support. But this fight isn't over. We will fight on. Oh, my God, are these people dramatic? Did they get Hollywood scriptwriters to help them with this crap? I mean, really? All right, Ruth Bader Ginsburg died. Guess what, guys? You screwed up. You should have been telling RBG, uh, hey, uh, Ruthie, um, I think it's a good idea for you to retire while uh, Obama is in office because uh, if, if, if Hillary doesn't win this election, um, yeah, it, it could be. You, you may not make it. Ruthie, you think maybe you can take one for the team, step aside so Obama there can put in a far leftist radical. You know, he did two women. He'd like to get a guy in there, maybe a gay guy. Ruthie, Ruthie, are you awake? Ruthie? Okay, so anyway, Ruthie didn't listen. She stayed in. So yeah, and the Republicans were not popping champagne. Absolutely not. That's what the left does. Republicans were drinking scotch, brown liquor. Oh, Ilham Omar is she's a peach. Let's see what she has to tweet. And uh, this and heard her husky voice too. The Senate GOP rammed through an extremist Supreme Court justice in a sham process as a final abuse of power before election day. We can't let them get away with their corruption and hypocrisy any longer. Let's mobilize like hell these last eight days to end their destructive reign. My gosh, does she sound like a dictator or what? She's kind of ruthless. That woman scares me. Um, of course, you know, the, um, the squad wouldn't be complete without adding a tweet from none other than Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. Now, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez is not a woman, of, a woman of many words, so she only chose three words for this tweet. Expand the court. That's it right there. 
Look at that. Expand the court. Now, the, the, the squad, you know, apparently, you know, the, the, the left, their very own leadership are afraid of the squad. They're afraid the squad will come out and rally and mobilize against them. So if you hear AOC, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's sexist to call her that. I know. I know. I mean, it was okay up until Trump called her that. Then it became sexist. And I, I'm sorry. I apologize. I apologize. I will, when AOC, I will not call AOC AOC anymore. I will try to refer to AOC by her name instead of AOC. But AOC had another tweet, and this one with a few more words. So good on her. Republicans do this because they don't believe Dems have the stones to play hardball like they do. And for a long time, they've been correct. But do not let them bully the public into thinking their bulldozing is normal, but a response isn't. This is a legal process for expansion. So she wasn't happy with just tweeting out three words of expand the court. She had to flesh it out with some more rhetoric about expanding the court. Unbelievable. <laughs> now, Hillary Clinton... You know, she's highly upset she's not getting the play she used to. I mean, quite honestly, Hillary, it's because nobody likes you, but even your own side, because you're kind of a bitch. But anyway, Hillary Clinton, not to be outdone, she had to, she had to say something too. Senate Republicans just pushed through a Supreme Court justice who will help them take away Americans' health care in the middle of a pandemic. For them, this is victory. Vote them out. Hillary Clinton. All right. So, middle of a pandemic, okay, it takes a while to get this crap to court, but actually there's an, an Affordable Care Act, Obamacare, um, Screw Your Insurance Act case coming up. <laughs> Isn't that just delicious? So, Hillary Clinton, they're all worried about it now. And then, let's see, there's a couple of other... This one, this is popping up too. This is from Keith Boykin. Uh, again, I don't know who that is, and I don't care. Republicans have lost the popular vote in six of the last seven presidential elections, 92, 96, 2000, 08, 12, 16. But Republicans now control six of the nine seats on the Supreme Court. This is not the way a democracy or a republic should operate, and this must change. Actually, Keith, I hate to break this to you, buddy. I really do. Um, but this is exactly the way our republic our constitutional republic was designed. See, uh, Keith, buddy, Bumpkiss, here's the thing, is our constitution was written to kind of protect the minority. And I, I don't, Keith, I, I know, I know first thing you think of when I say minority, you think skin color. That's, I know that's just how the left rolls. I know, I know, but it's not. It's not about skin color to protect the minority, minority in the constitution. It's about people, you see, the idea that, a majority of people won't control a minority of people is how our constitution is written, Keith. And I know this is deep for you. I mean, because, you know, you guys are losing control and it really irks you. But when you say this is not the way a democracy or a republic should operate, actually, it, what you want is the way a democracy operates, which is two, sheep, two, two wolves and a sheep deciding for what's for dinner. Now, Keith, I know you want to be that wolf alongside Elizabeth Warren as the wolf and then, you know, eat the sheep, which are, you know, the people. But when that sheep's gone and you are hungry again, you got Elizabeth there, Elizabeth Wolf, fake wolf Elizabeth and you, Keith, you guys are going to attack each other. You see, that's a democracy. And that's what our founding fathers were fearful of. And that's why they wrote our constitution as a constitutional republic. Yes, Keith, it is a form of democracy. You're right about that. But it's not the democracy you think it is. Because Keith, you're a moron. 
Or, Keith, you're just trying to gain political points with inflammatory rhetoric because the people who vote for you are morons. That's just probably more like it. Probably a combination of both. But, you know, and then this is, see, this, this is the theme here, ladies and gentlemen. Jamal Bowman writes, tweets, Republicans lost the popular vote and got the White House, Senate, and three Supreme Court justices. We are in a fight to preserve the basic tenets of democracy. See where they're going with this? One, it's a sham process. Uh, and, you know, the Republicans lost the popular vote. They're trying to le- delegitimize this. But here's the thing. And Jamal, and I'll speak to you directly, Jamal, since you were kind enough to tweet this out. Uh, we won. Get over it. Pete Buttigieg, or Butterfinger, uh, he, you know, got to put his two cents in there as well. They were tweeting like crazy last night. I bet you they all got their talking points and they went to, went to town in their tweets. Uh, in 2016, they didn't even permit, permit a hearing, let alone a vote. Oh, poor Pete. They have surrendered all standing ever again to speak of such things as norms, quote unquote, vote them out. So this is what the left is doing. They're utilizing this as a way to energize their base to the polls. Because remember, I've said this before, and if you listen to the show, you've heard this. This is a base election. They are, each side needs to do what it can to mobilize their base. Now, Trump, just did a phenomenal thing to mobilize his base by putting Amy Coney Barrett not only up for nomination, but getting it through the courts. Mitch McConnell, cocaine Mitch, just just elevated himself up in credibility with a lot of people on the right, myself included. Because if you think about Mitch, cocaine Mitch, uh, not hasn't been a solid Republican, but under President Trump, dude has slam dunked home run i don't even follow sports so i don't know what you what other things spike the ball with judicial appointments i forget about all the other stuff judicial appointments the man has put up what is it out of here on these my computer uh he has put up 223 justices in the lower court and now he's gotten through three supreme court justices Go cocaine Mitch. Outstanding. So the left is going to try to delegitimize this process because now they got to get their people to the base because they are angry. Remember, they're wounded animals. And by the way, <clears throat> most wounded animals, not all, some, some could be saved, but a wild wounded animal, if it can't be saved, should be put down. Democrat Party needs to be put down. I'm sorry. This It's time for the Democrat Party to get beaten the crap out of and go away. I would love to be on here telling you that the Republicans are going to win the House. Ain't going to happen. Unfortunately, I hope I'm wrong. Uh, maybe I'm saying it that it's not going to happen so much because I want it to be wrong. But if I say it's going to happen and it doesn't, then I'm disappointed. But anyway, uh, it's not going to happen. Uh, I believe the Republicans will win the Senate back, and I'm still pretty confident that Trump is going to win the presidency. So we're not going to be rid of the Democrats, unfortunately, this go round. But we could in 2022. We could get rid of them in 2022. And here's how. Here's how. The Democrats are so angry right now. I mean, frothing at the mouth, angry. Trump wins re-election they're going to have aneurysms. I mean, their heads are going to be exploding all over the place. 
you know, you thought it was funny last time, the videos of the people going crazy and crying, oh no, that one lady went, it's going to be even worse this time. They are going to literally, their heads are going to explode. So we got to get Trump over the finish line into the presidency, got to keep the Senate. Then the left are going to be so crazy in Trump's first two years of his second term, they're going to be, I mean, angry, frothed in the mouth, pissed off, and they're going to be doing anything and everything they can. I hope they actually do try to impeach President Trump again. If we have the Senate, if the Republicans hold the Senate, I say we, remember I'm a registered libertarian, but I caucus with the Republicans because the Democrats are just batshit crazy. So if, if, if we, the the Republicans managed to keep the Senate, which I think they will. Trump is elected, which I think he will. Democrats get keep the House, which I think they will. They're going to overreach because they always do. And that overreach just may, may be what's needed to win the House back in 2022. So thinking long-term on this, let them have the House. In fact, I hope, thinking out loud, through this, right now, thought, right now, this podcast, thinking out loud, I hope they win the House. I hope they win the House. And the reason I hope they win the House is because if the GOP has a Senate and Trump is reelected. The left are going to go crazy. They're going to start doing things that people are going to look at them and go, oh, what the, what? Where, what is that? What, what, did they just do that? Did they just say that? Let them, let them have the House because they have no power. They have zero power. Without the Senate, they got nothing. So what will happen, and this is a beautiful thing, what will happen is they're going to just completely lose it, and we'll see two years of it. And in 2024, I'm sorry, 2022, we put a nail in the coffin of the Democrat Party. We got the Supreme Court done. Job well done, President Donald J. Trump. Outstanding. The Supreme Court is solid for years to come. I mean years to come. All indications look good for the Senate. I'm going to go over that in the next segment. And, you know, it's iffy with President Trump, but I believe he's going to win. I'm going to go over that in the next Senate, the next segment as well. But all indications look solid to we end this election season on November 4. Yes, November 4, I said. On November 4, I believe you'll see the beginning of the end for the Democrats once Trump is reelected and the Senate stays in the GOP's hands. The House will be Democrat, and you'll start to see them fall apart. Nancy Pelosi has already said that she's going to run for Speaker of the House again if the Democrats retain the House. And by all implications, they will. So Nancy Pelosi will not be going away, and that's a good thing. She's already slipping away. Cheese is falling off that cracker faster than Joe Biden is at a rally. It's going to be some fun times. All right. Um, Woody has an ask for everybody. Thank you for sticking with us this long in the podcast. We're going to do another segment. We're going to get into polling because it is Tuesday, so it's Tuesday polling. But here's our ask is if you're listening to this on Apple iTunes, please 
Subscribe, 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 and give us a five-star rating. Helps us move up in the algorithm as well as on YouTube. You don't have to watch any of the videos, but please subscribe to our YouTube channel, Politics and Brown Liquor. And again, it helps us with the algorithm because life is not a matrix. Life is an algorithm. We want to keep moving this algorithm up because next, next month, all, if, if it plays out like I'm talking about, we're going to have a lot to talk about. Thank you for listening to this segment of the PBL Podcast, Politics and Brown Liquor.